0: Everybody, <laughs> this is Maureen Ware, and welcome to If I Were You, my podcast where we talk about anything and everything that we think we can do differently and be happier. Well, let's go. So, the month of April, as we all know, I hope you know, is the month of sexual abuse awareness. Yeah. And on this month, <laughs> for these 30 days, we address the issues surrounding sexual abuse, from consent to how it happens, what it looks like, what to do when it happens, who are the victims and the survivors. And this month we capture all those things. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, recently in the news, just last this week actually, A lady, a medical student, was murdered by a love interest. This guy fell for her, wanted her, gave her a bit of cash, and then felt entitled enough to kill her. Yeah? Gruesome murder. And this woman probably endured a lot of stalking and a lot of uncalled-for calls and texts. Someone demanding for sexual favors or your attention. And today we just want to break that shit down yeah so did you know that one in every three women has experienced or is experiencing sexual abuse yeah that's that's a sad statistic. statistics three women and then one of us is being harassed or has been harassed Um, and the forms that this take is at work at school at church at home in public transport, in public spaces, yeah, you experience sexual abuse in all these spheres as a woman. I'll speak on the woman's perspective because I have never been a man. I would never understand what men go through or how it looks like for them. I am aware that men also experience sexual abuse, but I will be a bit biased. Being a woman, I cannot speak for the man, but we can, I am open to having a man on board to tell us how it's like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Case in point, yeah. You go on a date. Let's say you're on Tinder, you're a young lady trying to get out there date, find a guy to have fun with or talk to. You just want a companion for some time. And in your mind you know you're not ready for the big step that's to have sex. You go on a date to this guy and at the end of the date he kisses you and you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is just a goodbye kiss. And then he gropes you. And then you try to push his hand down because you can't be so dramatic at that point. You're like, okay, let's see how this is going to pan out. And a few minutes later, he is rubbing on you and he is trying to remove your items of clothing. And you realize I am being sexually abused or harassed. And then things start to go through your mind, like, will people believe me? Did I consent? Did I send a wrong message? Did I send mixed messages? Was I leading? You know, you start to blame yourself. In our culture, we have experienced a lot of victim shaming. I mean, this young lady, Ivy, passed away the other day, and men were like, men and women are like, actually. Let me not put it on men only. People were like, oh, she took his money, so she owed him as much. And I'm like, her life, like, your sexual being is your life. You don't owe anyone that. If someone feels entitled to it, then that's abuse, you know? And you've seen children getting raped by their uncles in their households, and they cannot speak out because they will shame the family. That's what they're told by their moms, their big sisters, their aunties, their dads. Like, dare you speak of this, and you are an abomination to us. You have brought us shame. These are unfortunate scenarios, yeah? And this year, the message, the theme of the Sexual Abuse Awareness Month is I Ask for Consent. It is titled I Ask. So, was I asked for consent? No. So that is sexual abuse. Did I say no when I was asked for consent? Yes. I said no. So that qualifies as sexual abuse. Sexual abuse ranges from an improper touch all the way through to murder or violence, yeah, resulting from forceful sexual contact. We have seen, uh, I remember, yeah, (sighs) some place, (laughs) I've worked in many places, yeah, But in one of the places I worked at, the people in top management and some HR people would be very improper with young ladies, yeah? So sometimes you would see these young people want to progress in their careers and want to grow, want to get a bigger chance, have a bigger piece of the pie, you know, of the corporate pie. And for them to taste that, they had to endure a lot of unwelcomed compliments touch and if you reported it as a sexual abuse case it would (sighs) it would spiral down to you were leading on this person yeah so many women didn't ever speak up about it a few incidences came up and they just got watered down the same way that's the culture we live in that's in the workplace the milder side of sexual abuse When you go to the extreme of sexual abuse, you hear a father raped his daughter and then she had to be quiet and then she got pregnant and then she gave birth and then she now said who the child's father is and then it's her father. The gory details of sexual abuse. And we look at them as these things happen up country, especially the father-daughter scenarios. When you come to the city, it's more of... I went on a date and my drink was drugged and this guy had his way with me he raped me yeah and I could not tell anyone because one thing I told my friend and it went like why were you drinking with a stranger you know why were you wearing that dress why were you late outside without other people it becomes your fault you as the victim become the perpetrator you feel like you had a huge role to play Tempting these other people to hurt you. Well, today we are taking that back. On this podcast, I'm telling you we are taking what back? We are taking that back. You have the right to say no. You have the right to report to any form of authority you feel is fit. You have the right to escalate to an authority higher than the one you reported to. If that one will not give you justice. Because you are the only person with the right to your body, to your mind, to your heart. We are taking that back, yeah? We're raising children, raising young girls and young boys, and you teach them consent. How do you teach them now to say no to unwelcomed touch, unwelcomed compliments, unwelcomed anything, you know, gifts that you did not ask for? And then all of a sudden you owe someone your vagina, nothing. Or you owe an old woman your body, nothing. You have the power to say no. Silence also is a form of refusing to give consent. Let me give you a scenario. So, someone is catcalling you. Of course, at that point, you're thinking, I do not even owe this person a response. They are, they are catcalling me. I mean, what caliber of human is this? This is not even Neanderthal man. This is, oh my god, this is not a person to address. So, you can be silent. Once you're silent, you don't respond with a yes. Your consent is not given. You have not said, okay, keep talking to me till I barge. So ladies, when your cat called and you go quiet, you said no very loudly with your silence. So you have not given consent. So that's a good thing. That's your power. Yeah? When someone negotiates out of it, they follow you down the street. Then now you can escalate to a point of going like, hey, you scum of the earth back down. Yeah. But these things uh I'm painting a an ideal scenario, aren't I? this is not what happens really with women. We get harassed every day and we walk down the streets every day and someone feels that they'll and then if you don't say yes or no, they insult you. Like people just go crazy on you. Like vanilla tutakula you Oh, you guys, I get so pissed about this topic, yeah? But you are the only person with the right to your body, to your mind, to your heart. And your consent is key. If you say yes at the beginning and midway you feel like you don't want to do it and you say no, it should stop. Yeah, it looks like an ideal case scenario. But let me, get, let me throw it to the guys. So you're with a girl getting down to it, and yeah, it's looking good. And then she goes like, I can't put this up your other area. Then you go like, no, but she puts it anyway. You were sexually abused by that girl by the way I am informing you, young man. She violated your right to say no. Because at that point, after that point, you were okay. And then that happened, you were like, this is not what I signed up for. So that's sexual abuse. But what do we do? What, like, how how do we handle this? You know, how do we mitigate this from happening again? It's empowerment. It's talking about it openly, not behind closed doors, not with your friends hiding and thinking. Oh, if they hear us talking about it, they'll think we're weird. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Rooftop kind of talking. Talk about it openly and boldly. If you have been sexually abused by someone you know. Report them. I don't care if it happened five years ago. Just get up and tell them, you go and pay, bro, or you gon' pay, sis, and you go and report their asses. Go get them to the authorities so that they can pay and know that they cannot walk around scot-free. What this does, it protects the other generations after you. They see you stand up for your rights. They see you stand up for your dignity, and they follow suit. Our mom's generations were more subdued. They did not speak out a lot. A few of them did, and they were labelled everything. Like in my mom's generation, Martha Karua was the most vocal people, and you had the label she was given as a woman, yeah, because she was just vocal about her opinion and what she felt was right. Now we need to create a million mother Martha her mother where Martha was in our generation, so that our children automatically subscribe to Mathakaruwa behavior, you know, at least in the speaking out aspect. Another thing, um, always, so one is speak out. Always speak out about it. Tell someone you trust and also report to the authorities. Whether that person you trust backs you up or not, you're your best friend, report and fight for your own dignity. Yeah, make sure... You have your facts right. Make sure you can speak and not be intimidated. And if you need someone there, then go on to the government sites and find the toll-free numbers and report. When that is done, no one can ever take that freedom from you. Number two, always find help for yourself. Seek help. Counseling, support, health care help. There are cases where someone is sexually abused and they contract a venereal disease. Man, like someone just makes your life disorganized. You had everything on track and then now you've got HIV, you've got an STI. That's destabilizing. It's not a death sentence, but it is very destabilizing for your life. So seek medical help. Yeah, Go for the tests you need to go for. Get a prep. The HIV prevention drug you're given just to make sure the virus is not spread fast enough. If you already have it, then put yourself on ARVs, take care of yourself, re- test regularly, use protection from there. Your life is a bit different, but it would be better if you take care of yourself. Seek counseling, yeah? Seek professional counseling. I do, not want to t- I do not want to send anyone to a church. I, <laughs> my God, that could be my bias. Maybe some of you would feel better going to a spiritual council. Do that. Anything that makes you better, do that. But get professional counselling. Someone that can tackle sexual abuse cases for your own sake. Someone who can talk you out of that ordeal and into a new chapter of your life. Number three, practice consent. Yeah. Teach the younger people after you about consent. Teach yourself how to say no loudly. And when it is not honored, go back to step one, up to step three. Keep doing this. We are looking to change our narrative. We are looking to empower our children, ourselves, our systems, our institutions, even if it's at the workplace, please report that person to the HR board of Kenya. It's there. There's a board. Report their, take their name, their position, and what they did, and report them to the board. They'll not have a license to practice in this country. If it's at your, if it's on a family level, report it. Family is a bit more complicated because you're all related. You all see each other. You all have the blood bone that complicates a lot of things. My goodness. But still, report it. I will reference the Bible where Amon raped Tamar. And because Tamar reported it and Absalom tried to defend her, Absalom ended up killing his brother, wanting to kill his father. Because the family situation with Sexual abuse gets really messy. So just report it and let it be the authorities. Do not take matters into your own hands. You will end up behind bars. A gross injustice has been done to you, but seek the right avenues of justice. Yeah? If you have a stalker, young ladies, please report that number ASAP. That if anything happens to you, they trace it back to that person quickly. Yeah? Even give their num- their photograph to a police station. I mean, take care of yourself, yeah. In public spaces, I find this really daunting. Um, I know you, <laughs> guy girls, we really go through it. You're seated in a matatu. You realise it's only two women and the rest are men in a fourteen seater matatu. And then the guy seated next to you really wants to chat you up, and you're like there, deep inside your your earphones, your earplugs are in your Coachella. In your, they are near your eardrum. Because you're ignoring this bloke. He won't listen to your no. He won't read your cues of ignoring, looking away. You, you literally become a chameleon and camouflage into the seat. And then they start to insult you, all of them. The tout, the men around him. Why are you feeling so sweet? You know, you're not be- any better than anyone. Those are tricky situations. Most, More often you want to respond. And the other woman in the matter is also thinking, wow, we're in trouble. <laughs> this is shit. This is going down badly. I, In such situations, I always say, you can get off on the next stop. Yeah? I know it's disorganizing for you, but you're also trying to protect yourself. So get off on the next spot, stop, do not talk, walk away. If you got a glimpse of who he is and the number plate of the vehicle, if you see a cop, report it right there. Yeah, give them give them hell, man. Give them all the hell you can give them. Report everything. Go like that. Matatu has sexual abusers inside it. They assaulted me. That's why I've shook her dear. My stop was not this place. But those ones, I know they're really daunting. I, I can't even advise someone how to really survive it. Mine would be be quiet and report it immediately if there's an authority near you and you have the numbers of the registration of the car. Post it on social media. Say what happened to you, you know. If you're those courageous chicks, you can even take a photograph of that guy and post it on social network and go like, this guy really harassed me in public transport and this is my way of getting justice, yeah. (sighs) Guys. This month is a heavy month. I know people who have gone through sexual abuse. And most of the ones I know are either through relationships, bad dates, and worse off in the family setup. So let's keep talking about this. I don't know how to conclude this topic. I don't feel like it's concludable. But from the three steps I have shared that I think would work, speak out, report it, and seek counseling and repeat the cycle and always enable the next woman next to you to to be able to survive and fight especially fight not even surviving fighting sexual abuse in kenya and soon it will be globally yeah let's make a global voice hashtag i ask everywhere yeah and if you know anyone who is a victim of sexual abuse or you are the victim of sexual abuse, please call Childline Kenya. They are there to help us. Their hotline number is 116. Their WhatsApp number is 0722 They'll offer counseling, rescue, interim care, and also help you with seeking justice. Okay? So, go and tell them Kenya. They have a website, but call their numbers with immediate effect, so they can respond to you and help you.